Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Um, I I really love coming together with God's people to be able to open up His Word, get some truth uh, and some help for this upcoming week. Let's do that. If I had to title the message, the message title would be Real Possession, Not Religious Profession. Romans chapter 2, let's begin reading in verse number 17. Behold, thou art called a Jew. This is uh, the first time in chapter number 2 where the Jew now is mentioned by name in verse number 17. And resteth in the law, and makest thy boast of God, and knowest his will, and approvest the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law. And art confident that thou thyself art a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which hast the form of knowledge and of the truth and the law. Thou therefore which which teacheth another, teachest thou not thyself? Thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery, dost thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? Thou that makest thy boast of the law through breaking the law, dishonorest thou God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. This next principle of God's judgment that we see in chapter 2 is that your professed religion offers you no security. In the day of judgment against almighty God. Too many people boast in thy name. And you know what they're doing? I'm a Jew. And it's not going to cut it with God. Behold thou art called a Jew. Uh, Now that name. They felt it was a high honor. They were God's special. Chosen people. And they can call themselves one. But they certainly weren't acting like one. (laughs) Weren't they supposed to honor God? Weren't they supposed to keep his commandments? Weren't they supposed to kind of not idolize other things? But they didn't. It don't matter what you call yourself. The fruit that you bear will reveal who you are. This idea of carnal Christianity, I don't know who made it up, but I don't find it anywhere in the Bible. Everybody I see that got saved through the book of Acts, they want to live for God. You all keep that in mind. The Jew, just like the Gentile, is a helpless sinner before almighty God. If you look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, really good reminder. Verse number 16. uh, Most, if not all, are familiar with this verse. 2 Timothy 3 verse 16. We've all heard this before. All scripture was given by God, was given by inspiration of God. Except I changed one little word there. (laughs) It is given. Right now, it is today applicable to your life. It wasn't was given and is lost. It wasn't was given. And now we got to kind of have to really figure out what God said. No. It is given. We can find it right here in our Holy Bible. 
and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. And watch this. For instruction in righteousness. The Jew wanted to rest in the fact that, oh, I've got the law. Except they didn't keep the law. And you find none of us can keep all of God's commands either. They failed to recognize it as God writes it in 2 Timothy 3. For instruction in righteousness. And instead of being instructed in righteousness, they just wanted to boast. And our boasting always leaves us short. You don't have to turn there. Psalm 10 says, for the wicked boasteth of his heart's desires. Psalm 94 says, and all the workers of iniquity boast in themselves. Let me tell you what social media is today. I know look, we're on it. We want to get truth out there. The Internet can be used for good. And we plan on using it for good until they shut us down, which is coming down the pike probably sooner than later. Uh, for all Christians. But by and large, the Internet is a cesspool of filth that if you're not careful, you will get you will sink deep into that mire of filth. It is a way to get likes. It is a way to get friends that aren't your friends. It's a way to boast. Look at me. Why Christians put pictures of themselves doing things they ought not be doing, dressing in ways they ought not dress, and going to places they ought not go? It's beyond me. Why do you have John 3.16 on your page, and when you scroll, we see you can't unsee things? <laughs> I don't know why most Christians don't figure this out. I don't know why most Christian parents don't figure this out. Boasting. They do these reports that say that there's some type of dopamine effect, that people are just addicted to dopamine nowadays. You know, they get you know, their thumbs do this and, oh, I got a like. Boasting, 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 boasting. That was the problem with the Jew. Five things that the Jew thought of himself. We'll see this in Romans chapter number two. Look back at verse number 17. Behold, thou art called a Jew. And here's the first thing he boasted. He resteth in the law. He's just so proud that the law was revealed to him. Watch what else he boasts in. And makest thy boast of God. But the boast of God wasn't really what we would want it to be. It was more, I'm just so glad that all the other nations are in darkness because we're a Jew, we can boast in God. Instead of being thankful and grateful for what God has given you, it's false humility. I'm telling you, in the United States of America, it's easy to be a Christian. You can go to any dollar store and for a dollar, you can get God's word. Try being a Christian in Ukraine. I won't mention the missionary family, but there's a missionary family over there hiding people in their basement. People have a hard time knocking on somebody's door to tell them about Jesus Christ. I'm going to boast to God. I went to church on Sunday. Whip-de-doo. 
What are you doing Monday? What are you doing Tuesday? What are you watching Wednesday? How's Thursday look like? We come for evening service. Last year, we went out, got some donuts at Ralph's. We looked across the uh, Ralph's Donuts, and they got that liquor joint. The place is packed. Everybody's celebrating. Everybody's clapping. They one person goes in. They open the door. You can hear the noise coming out. I'm telling you, this world is happy to serve the devil. We need more Christians that are happy to serve the living God. Instead of finding our little ways to boast. It means nothing. It means nothing. And that was the Jew. They weren't really grateful that God had given them the law so they can worship him. They just like, oh, look at those other nations. They're in darkness. The other things that Bible says is, Verse number 18, I believe it is, knowest his will, uh, and approvest the things that are more excellent, verse 18, being instructed out of the law. Approvest the things that are more excellent. They like their rights. They like their customs. They like the idea that they had the law. And they sincerely believed their confidence led them to believe of their superiority over the Gentiles. Verse number 19, the Bible says, and are confident that thou thyself art a guide of the blind. The Jew would look at the Gentile and just say, oh, they're just so ignorant. Those blind, ignorant Gentiles. Jesus says, woe unto you, you blind guides in Matthew 23. May God help us to not look at this world with the same attitude. Oh, God, help us not act like a Jewish legalist. Please, please, God, help us. And then it says, um, a light of them which are in darkness. John 1 says, in him was life, and the life was the light of man, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So we say, well, if, if, if this dark world isn't going to comprehend it, we just won't shine the light of Jesus. And that gives us our spiritual excuse, quote unquote, to dedicate our life to sports, to dedicate our life to just fill in the blank. Are you against sports? I am if it's an idol. And you should be too. I am if it's an idol. And if you don't like sports, just fill in the blank with everything else that consumes your life. That's an idol. That isn't sinful. That isn't wrong. But it's so consumed your life that it has become an idol. We need to be careful of those things. We need to be careful about balancing some verses out. And gentlemen, I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to, to you, to y'all. We need to work. We need to provide for our own. We need to provide for our family. Sometimes overtime is necessary. <laughs> But if your job has become your idol, why don't you just give it back to the devil and serve the true living God? And ladies, the same thing. I know there's things that have to be done around the house. I know there's all that. I know you love your kids, want to raise them for God and all this, but if you don't get your priorities in straight, you're going to quickly turn things that aren't necessarily sinful into idols. We just go our way, boasting in God as if everything's all right before God. We need to be careful of those things. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. 
just because they're not going to comprehend it. There's no command to not give it out. Shine the light of Jesus. Give out his word. And be thankful that he wants to use you and I as ambassadors for his truth. And the Bible says an instructor of the foolish in verse number 20. Well, we're wise. We're so smart. And those dumb Gentiles. A teacher of babes. Just ignorant little children. We are the Jews. That's the attitude that they have. And Paul's calling them out. Which has the form of knowledge. And of the truth. In the law. The Jews are so enlightened that their behavior is abominable before God. And Paul's now pointing this out in Romans chapter 2. It doesn't seem to matter to them that they were uh, God chose them as his promised earthly people. It doesn't seem to matter to them that he brought them out of Egypt. It doesn't seem to matter to them that he parted the Red Sea. It doesn't seem to matter to them that he sent down manna like snowflakes. I mean, it doesn't seem to really matter to them. Instead, they went headlong into idolatry and they lived a life of abominations. I am so sick and tired of listening to this world. I am so sick and tired of Laodicean Christianity. People say, I'm saved. Jesus bought me with his blood. I'm thankful that I have eternal life. And they live like the devil. They have no time for the things of God. It's amazing to me how no very little churches, I shouldn't say no, very little churches will do any type of public ministry because they're ashamed of Christ. Forty hours get you a paycheck. It's your life. Paycheck. You live 40 hours to 40 hours. You live paycheck to paycheck. When am I going to get my next dopamine hit so I can spend my 40 hours on whatever my idol is? I'm not telling you not to work. I'm not telling you not to be involved in other things. What I'm saying is we have been given eternal life. Oh, God. We should want to get the good news out to people that need to hear it. I don't want to be a Jew. I don't want to boast that I've got the law. I don't want to boast that I can come to church. I don't want to boast that I've got, I know the gospel, yet I do nothing with it. I don't want to do that. I don't want you to do that. All throughout the Old Testament, we see a cry against it. Moses is called meek. And he was, but he had to deal with stiff-necked people. <laughs> It's not like he was meek and God gave him meek people. He gave him stick neck people. He gave him stiff neck people and God gifted him with meekness. I guess that's the way it works. Elijah, the prophet, he denounced pagan idolatry all throughout the nation of Israel. Jeremiah, the prophet, he's weeping, weeping because of the wickedness of his people. The nation heard, but the nation didn't heed. And Jeremiah's response to their rebellion was tears. Just drive around town. 
I'm not saying I'm right and everybody else is wrong. So don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. But you just drive around town and see the multi-million dollar church building. Go ahead and visit one. And if you were to go in there and be invited to do a Sunday school and teach like this, they throw you out. Instead, you're going to get a free gas card, pretzels to clown, and some fun and games and some Kool-Aid on your way out, literally and figuratively. People have drunk that stuff and they're just, they're drunk with it. And you have preachers scattered, just little dots on the map, <laughs> scattered, weeping over it, weeping over it, because people won't eat. They just want to hear and have their ears tickled. You're mean. You're hateful. You're narrow-minded. Well, I'm narrow-minded, but I'm not mean. <laughs> it's a narrow way. This idea that if you go broad, your spiritual isn't in the Bible. It's a narrow way. God wants us to recognize that. And when we recognize that, he wants us to actually take action and do it. Do something about it. We're called to be as ambassadors. People and preachers alike have prostituted God's word. And it's a shame. And this whole modern outfit, Stephen Furtick and the Hillsong and all the rest of that junk, they're a bunch of devils sending people to hell. They're not doing anything for the cause of Christ. It's the cause of the devil. We have an opportunity to do something. That's the negative side. The positive side is we can tell people about the living Savior. Not just hold the gospel like the Jew held the law. We can go out and tell others. They were so deep into idolatry. Deuteronomy 7 said, the Lord said in the Old Testament, neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house. I mean, that'd be the TV if you got cable pumped into it and a bunch of filth coming out. That'd be the internet if you've got internet that's pumping filth onto your onto your onto your desktop. That'd be your cell phone if you go on a site you ought not go to. You against all that stuff? Yeah, if that's what you're watching. Now, if you're listening to preaching, that's different. If you if you if if you're watching something that's helpful, that's different. I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. God said in the Old Testament, you have brought filth in. Jews, they're fine with it. You know what's happening nowadays? Christians are fine with it. Christians are fine with it. I just don't see how anybody can die for you, sacrifice his life for you, and then you live for somebody else. I can't figure it out. I know what I got saved out of. I know how I lived. And you young people that are listening, just listen to me real clear. Just be thankful you have a mommy and daddy that love you and want to bring you to church and want to raise you right. There's some kids that the best they got, the best they got for the day is that daddy won't be drunk. That's what they live for. That's how they live. Oh, God, just give me one day where daddy isn't drunk. It doesn't hit mom. Give me one day. That's the best they got. We are rich, spoiled brat Christians. And I put my, I put myself in the same in the same boat as you.
Romans 2, verse 21, the Bible says, Thou therefore, which teacheth another, teachest thou not thyself. Paul knows exactly what these Jews are boasting their claim is because that's who he was. I'm telling you, we all get some help from that. I can get some help from that. You can get some help from that. We can't remember where we came from. Paul could relate because that was him. He says, you do the same thing. You guys are teaching blind Gentiles, but you're blind. The Jew brags that we know God more than the Gentile that they despised. But he pointed out, you fellows are doing the same thing. I mean, God told him, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord, except they just love themselves. It's the old adage that you're not doing what you're teaching others to do. Teach us not thyself. They didn't really think this. They didn't stop Paul's and Park and really think about that part. But Paul's speaking very plainly to the Jew, and he's not trying to be harsh for the sake of being mean. He's trying to tell them the truth. And I'm telling you, we try to do that as Christians. The world's just not going to stand for it. That doesn't mean we stop doing it. We just have to recognize that light needs to go out. But the Jews are very good at condemning others, but they can't take it when they are rebuked. And that really was one of the big overarching problems. But Paul knew firsthand their self-righteousness and their self-justification. Why? Because that's who he was. Brother, sister, saved or lost this morning, you either are right now trusting in your own self-righteousness and self-justification, or you've trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ's right, imputed righteousness to your account. It's either one or the other. If you've, treat, if you've trusted Christ, don't act self-righteous. Because those that are trusting in their self-righteousness will see you as a hypocrite. This is why there's tension in homes. Because me, like all fathers, and me, like all parents, all catch ourselves from time to time when our children have the aha moment. And they're like, well, wait a minute. You don't do that, Dad. You don't do that, Mom. We hate, we hate, we hate hypocrisy. God help us that we are not living our life as Christians like that. But the Lord knew. Uh, he told He told Paul, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. He knows, Paul knows how it feels. Let's get back to Romans 2. The Bible says, uh, thou that preachest the man should not steal. Verse 21, dost thou steal? Thou that sayest the man should not commit adultery, dost thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? Thou that makest thy boast of the law, through breaking the law, dishonoreth thou God? You can get a special haircut. You can get special clothes. You can get involved in special rites, customs, traditions. But you better just be careful. You're not trusting in that. 
we all need to be careful that we don't fall into uh, verses 21 through 22 and we're pointing the finger saying, hey, you guys are breaking all these laws, yet every day we are saying we are believing and we are setting ourselves up just like a Jew, just doing things to make a boast of God. The idea of making ourselves dress up to look religious, we got to be careful. I'm all for trying to get your best clothes for, for, for Sunday church. Don't misunderstand. But there's too many masks that people put on. I dress up for church because it's important to me. People will get invited to a wedding, they'll get dressed up. If they're part of a sports team, whatever the special clothes are, they'll wear it. A bunch of guys running around in tights trying to tackle each other, throw a ball around. They get paid a million bucks. Okay. But they'll wear the special clothes. You know. They'll wear the special clothes. I'm not getting dressed up for any other reason that the Lord's important to me. Church is important to me. I'm not trying to impress anybody. But if I'm dressing up for the wrong reason, if you're dressing up for the wrong reason, if I've got a mask, if you've got a mask to hide who you really are, that's what Paul is trying to call him out on. You guys are doing all these outward things to try to impress God, and it's a big sham. I'm telling you, we can't live our lives like a sham. Just be transparent before God. You will never find happiness living behind a mask. Take it off. And go before God. That's what he's pleading with these Jews to do. And that's what I'm pleading with you and I to do. He says, my name is continually, my name continually every day is blaspheme. That's what he said in Jeremiah. Uh, in Isaiah 52, he tells them they entered under the heathen, whither they went, and they profaned my holy name. That's God telling them what they did back in the Old Testament. So as we close, my question for all of us this morning is, art thou a Christian? Not behold, art thou a Jew? I know we're not Jews under the law, but art thou a Christian? Do you rest it on knowing the gospel? And make us thy boast of God. Do you know us? Do you know his will? And, 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 and have you and I been instructed to give out the gospel? The Bible says, boast not thyself of tomorrow. For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Look what it says in verse 21. Thou therefore which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself. Thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou Steal? Do you know how many preachers are in for the money grab? Do you know how many seminaries and, and so-called Bible schools that people are going to just to become career politicians? To make a 15-minute pep talk, you get a cush job, and telling you they're in it for the money grab.
You know how many preachers, you know how many churches around this United States, they just keep filling the pot. They got money, 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 money. They get God's people. They extract money out of God's people. and They don't use the money for God's work. It's just sitting there. You're robbing God's people. Now, you can't rob God. He's got more money than all of us. But you have robbed God's people of the blessing to see the fruit of what that money could be used for. We see it all over the television. We see it all over social media. We see it all over the United States. They're stealing from God in the sense that they're not allowing it to be used for what it should be used for. It's a money grab. It's a money grab. Help us all. Help us all. What are you using your money for? I'm not telling you not to go on family vacation. I'm not saying that. But here's what I'm saying. Thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Well, you spent five grand on Disneyland. But you can't give $500 to a missionary in Ukraine. How come missionaries are on the bottom priority in your trip to uh, the tragic kingdoms and top, top notch? Mickey the witch. Fly into Orlando Airport, get off, and you'll see Mickey Mouse in a witch's hat and a magic wand. They want to teach you magic. We talked about the Lord's Supper this morning. You read Fox's Book of Martyrs and throw away all that Disney garbage. You get, you get, you get some help. William Hunter. You know what he believed? Reading the Bible for himself. He got caught doing that. He would not take the Catholic Mass. Which to them the Lord's Supper is transubstantiation where they say it's really the true body and blood of Christ. You know what he said? I'm not going to take it. So they locked him up. They put him in stocks. He was in jail for nine months. Out of that nine months, during that nine months, they took him out of out of prison five times and said, you recant that. You recant. You take the Catholic communion. You, you take that mass. You know what he said? No. So on February 9th of 1955, he was commended to die by burning at the stake. And 467 years ago yesterday, on March 26th, 1555, they lit the flame. As he's reading, uh, trying to recall Psalm 51, and he looks out at his brother and he says, I am not afraid. I said this morning, Christians are cowards. You're a coward, and I'm a coward. We don't live for the one that we say we love. Now, by way of disclaimer, I'm not asking anyone to get yourself in trouble and get yourself arrested and thrown in jail for things you ought not be thrown in jail for. What I'm saying is, 
when persecution comes and believe me persecution has come to many many christians worldwide it just hasn't come to us yet in cookville tennessee but it's coming prayer and persecution is what grows the church not popularity not prosperity not the money grab i'm telling you you've got a savior that loves you and died for you won't you live for him won't you tell somebody about him won't you get serious about god and throw all your abominations and throw all your idols and throw all the things that you love give it back to the devil and live for the lord jesus christ he gave his son to die for you so that you can have eternal life. Life is short down here. You don't have much time. If you're 40, you got another 50 years to live. If you're 50, you got another 40 years to live. Maybe a bit more, maybe a bit less. I don't know. It's nothing in light of eternity. The heart of Christianity is that we should serve in newness of spirit, not in the oldness of the letter. It's designed to awaken you. Out of the false hope that religion and masking and hypocrisy and boasting and outward things does anything for you. If you refuse him, if you've not trusted him. He wants to invite you to receive him today. But as many as received him to them gave you power to become the sons of God. But if you refuse him today, there will be another day that will be a day of judgment. And if you die without the Lord Jesus Christ and you go before him, not as your advocate, you're not going to receive his grace and mercy. You're not going to receive his kindness and long suffering. You're going to receive his wrath and judgment. If you've not trusted him, please do so this morning. If you have trusted him, please don't boast in the fact that you're saved and you have the gospel. Do something as an ambassador for Christ. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.